Thank you for that, and welcome back to the program. Rick Tittle with you, nationally syndicated out of San Francisco and around the world on the American Forces Radio Network. It is our pleasure to welcome to the show the lovely and talented Misty Copeland, ballerina and actress. She has a, a short film that she is in called Flower, which will be making a special screening at the 14th Annual San Francisco Dance Film Festival. It'll be October 1st at the Brava Theater over on 24th Street at 7 o'clock. Misty, welcome to the show. And um, I, I watched it, and some of the you know the the words like stirring and and uh, you know uh, evocative. There's no uh, dialogue in this. It's all done through dance. When you first got the uh, the script for this, I don't know if I can call it a script because there's no talking, but whatever the idea for this, that was this right up your alley. Yeah. Uh, so for, yeah, it's nice to it's nice to be here, and we're so looking forward to coming out to the Bay and having our Bay uh, premiere. Uh, we've been showing the film um, throughout the, the states um, for the past couple of months. Um, but so this concept came about in collaboration. So I have a production company with my partner Leila Fayaz, uh, Life in Motion Production. So this film is produced by us under under Life in Motion Production. So um, this was the first time that you know from from start to finish. Layla and I really took this on on our own. Um, so the concept was ours in collaboration with our executive uh, producer, Nelson George. Um, and, uh, you know, something that we wanted to do through our production company is really show the power of movement and the power of dance and that it's a universal language. You don't need words and dialogue for people to connect and, and understand what it is you're seeing. It's really taking this concept of a ballet, which is what I do on the stage in theaters, um, and really modernizing it, putting it on film, allowing it to be more accessible to a lot of people that maybe don't feel that the theater is somewhere that they can go or can afford to go, um, and taking, uh, you know, content that's relatable to so many communities and just focusing on the community of Oakland, California, and what they, you know, are going through at this moment, what they were going through when we when we filmed it about two years ago, um, you know, that so many communities are experiencing, you know, gentrification and the housing crisis, um, and what it means to, like, see a community change, be, you know, in front of you. I'm, a, I'm an Oakland guy, third generation, and the first house mm-hmm. I ever bought was in Oakland, so it was really cool. Uh, to see, but you guys, as we say, kept it real. You could have gone up to Piedmont or you could have gone to Montclair and you, uh, you kept it gritty. You kept it real on the streets, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, it was so important. You know, Nelson, Layla and myself are not from, from the Bay area. I grew up in Los Angeles, but uh, my husband is born and raised in Oakland uh, and, and lived in San Francisco for a lot of his childhood as well. But, um, I just felt a real connection with the community since I've been going there for the last decade, visiting with his family. And I really wanted to, you know, not come in and say, like, I know this community even as much as I appreciate it. Um, I wanted the people from the community to tell this story. And so it was important for us as creatives, Nelson, Layla, and myself to kind of step back and um, bring people in, you know, who are from or have had ties to the community. So whether it was Raphael Sadiq, who composed the music, who's from Oakland, Rich and Tone, who are, you know, world-renowned choreographers, 
who are from Richmond, um, Alonzo King, who has Mines Ballet in San Francisco for the last, I don't know how many <laughs> decades. Um, but we really wanted to bring in creatives who understood the community and that could really guide us. Um, as well as all the incredible turf dancers that are featured in the film as well. We wanted to be able to use a street-style dance that came from, from that community um, to show, you know, the language of that community. So, yeah, you know, we just kind of let, let Oakland speak for itself and the creatives from that community. For you, by the way, we're speaking with Misty Copeland, the new film Flower. As a member of the American Ballet Theater, which is you know, formed before World War II in New York. It's basically the American Bolshoi. To become the first African-American woman principal dancer uh, in the history of that organization, obviously you just want to dance, and sometimes you might find yourself as a role model or a trailblazer. So uh, how did that work for you when, you know, little girls uh, coming up uh, who look like you say, well, I I can do this? Hmm. That's why I do it, you know, at this point. Um, when I started out, it was it was really an opportunity for me to find myself and my identity. I, I didn't start ballet until I was 13 years old. And um, at the time, my, my single mom was raising six children on her own. And living, we were living in a motel at the time. And so ballet was the first thing that I connected with. It felt like it was my own. It, it gave me a sense of purpose and to belong to something that's bigger than me. And then throughout my career, you know, being the only black woman at American Ballet Theater for the first decade of my career, it really changed my perspective and it became more than than dance to me. Um, to be representation on the stage, it felt like a responsibility that I have. And so, you know, at this point in my career, um, everything that I do kind of ties back to the same mission and same goal, and that's to diversify dance and ballet, to have the really tough conversations that the ballet world has, you know, kind of existed in this bubble and, and, and tried to avoid for so long, but talking about racism in ballet and sexism in ballet, and I feel like having the platform that I do, I want to take advantage and and use it for good. So to be able to bring ballet to communities that maybe didn't feel like it was for them, uh, because it's a beautiful uh, way of connecting. It's a beautiful tool to uh, develop, you know, so many skills to go on to become great things. It's not just about becoming a, a principal dancer in an, in an elite company, but it's about developing developing those skills, you know, to be leaders in your community, you know, the discipline and, and the sacrifice and all that it takes to be a part of, you know, like a sport or an art. Um, and so I feel like that that's my purpose at this point. And Flower is just a really a true representation of all of my dreams and goals. Very, very cool. Uh, I remember studying art history. It was uh, Degas that painted over a thousand, as you know, over a thousand paintings of ballerinas. He was mm-hmm. basically obsessed with them. Why mm-hmm. he was obsessed, we don't need to get into one way or another. But I remember him saying, I felt so sorry that their toes were so mangled and and bruised and destroyed. So it's a personal question, but how are your feet after all these years? How do you survive (laughs) with all your full weight on your toes? Yeah. You know, it's, um, everyone's different. I, I truly feel that my, my body, my feet, everything like the shape of them was really built for ballet. Hmm. So I would say people are usually pretty um, impressed with my feet, (laughs) that they're not mangled. 
um, and that they're in like pretty good condition. But you know, it's 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 about um, it's about your training as well. And you know, we we train for so long before we're even given point shoes because it's it's really you know we're we're holding ourselves up there. It's not the shoe. Um, it's about you know the structure and the muscle and all of those things that are that are kind of taking on the weight of that. Um, but I, I, I'd say I'm pretty fortunate that my feet ha- my feet fit pretty well into a point shoe, so they're in good shape. <laughs> and I think too, if you ask most American girls, like, did you do ballet? And they'll like, yeah, I did it for a year when I was six years old, whatever. And you know, it's mm-hmm. sort of like making a kid play soccer or something like yeah. Mm-hmm. But for you. And, and you have to be lucky enough to have the body for it and the athleticism and the talent for it. But when did you kind of think, oh, this isn't just some one-off that my mom is sending me to. This is my calling. Yeah, um, literally from the first class. Mm. Uh, I, you know, again, I didn't have like the, you know, the typical uh, introduction or experience of coming into ballet. My my mom knew nothing really about, you know, what, what that meant. I was discovered at um, a boys and girls club in San Pedro, California, where I grew up. I was just attending the club with my siblings. It was like a place for us to go after school when my mom was working like several jobs. And uh, I was discovered. Um, I took my first ballet class on a basketball court mm. there in the gym. And the teacher who was teaching the class was looking for diverse talent to bring into her school and on scholarship and uh, she immediately said you're a prodigy and um, wow. I think this is something you can do as a profession so I ended up living with my teacher and her family for three years and kind of catching up on all the training um, since I started later um, and I was dancing professionally in New York for ABT within four years wow. um, of starting yeah. It, so th- I knew I so I knew pretty quickly that you know <laughs> that people were, were putting in the work and and nurturing me for this to become a career. Maybe that's good to start late, even though everyone else had you know mm-hmm. a, a huge head start on you. Maybe that's why your your feet were already matured enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I think there are a lot of I think there are a lot of like pluses to to starting late. You know, a lot of people burn out young, um, mm-hmm. and it was really a decision I feel like I was making um, where I was mature enough to kind of uh, make that decision. You know, it's funny the dichotomy of San Pedro, and you talk about you know you were not born with a silver spoon in your mouth. H- how old were you before you finally took the ferry out to Catalina? Yeah, <laughs> um, I think I was probably sixteen mm-hmm. um, with friends that uh, that did have money <laughs> that came from money um, in the in the ballet world uh, and and. And yeah, took the ferry out to Catalina, but I spent a lot of my childhood um, seeing it from afar on top of the hill. <laughs> <laughs> well, I should mention everyone that the 14th annual San Francisco Dance Film Festival is going to be a starting here on Friday, and it's going to run for over a month. It's going to go to October, or almost a month, October 15th for a festival ticket. Uh, and in more information, you can go to SF Dance Film Fest dot org. And once again, the special screening of Flower. It's less than a half hour. It'll be Sunday, October 1st at 7 p.m. at the Brava Theater in the Mission uh, on 24th Street. And uh, you really, whether you like ballet or not, you will really like this movie. It is very, very uh, stirring. And uh, Misty Copeland, uh, congratulations. And um, and And bringing the town to the big screen, too. It's really cool that you yes. filmed it there. <laughs> Thank you so much. All I'm right. I'm really looking forward to it.